What's going on and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said Podcast with your boys, Sammy Georgeur. And me, George Georgeur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. Happy Friday. Happy NBA weekend eve because it's the last weekend of no NBA for the foreseeable future. Happy season of NBA, NFL, college football, and MLB playoffs all at once. And that's brought to you by episode 575. Um, we did half of the NBA's over-unders today. Um, we started with the worst over-under in the Hornets up to the Magic right in the middle. Um, so we did part one of our NBA over-unders team by team. And then we took a quick break and did uh, MVP, Coach of the Year, Six Man, all the NBA player awards. Um, and we're planning on coming back Saturday morning. This is being recorded Friday afternoon. Saturday morning, we're coming back to do part two, Nets all the way up to the Bucks, the top 15 teams in the NBA, um, to finish off our NBA preview. And the NBA starts on Tuesday. And unfortunately, for those that didn't find out yet, maybe Zion Williamson will be not playing on Tuesday because he's out for a couple weeks. I know. It's horrible. We talked about it in the podcast. We kind of talked about it. It's it's just, yeah, much, I know, but, but it's just horrible. I, it's horrible. I, like, I, I really am I'm unhappy about it. Yeah, and in the West, it hurts their chances of being maybe a borderline playoff team. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, because it's pretty tough And they said weeks, so yeah. we don't know if it's two or four, two or, four or six. Yeah. Who knows? It's very disappointing. Especially I hope it doesn't become like a rookie. They're going to hold them out a little longer yeah. just to be careful. You hope it doesn't become like a Ben Simmons thing two years ago where he doesn't play. Oh, my God. That would be horrible. Yeah. Check us out at sontsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. And uh, support all the pods. Share it. Like it. Review it. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your sister. Tell your, tell your whoever. Just don't tell your cousin. No cousins. We don't like cousins. Actually, I love, Wait, our, I cousins, love our cousins. But just don't tell but them. It was just, like, it was just a random just thing. Just don't tell them. No, don't tell your cousins. Episode 575. Enjoy it. NBA is upon us. And uh, you know what they say, George? This is Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Enjoy the pod. All right, NBA is is here, George. Um, yes, it is. On Tuesday, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon, and we're gonna go team by team NBA over unders. Um, basically, we're gonna go from the Hornets, which are the last team on the over unders, up to the Bucks, which is the first team, and then after that, we'll have a quick uh, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six Man, whatever it is, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, before we get started with the Hornets, George did want to explain that this is not a prediction of how many wins each team is going to win, not like the NFL. But go ahead and explain. Yeah, I just don't want people like hitting you up on social media. No one would hit me up because they're scared shitless of me talking shit back. No, I'm kidding. But um, the thing is, okay, so yeah, if I said the Mavericks are over 42 and a half, and well, for example, you. In a perfect world, the way this is set up, right? I think you'd have to have 15 teams over and 15 teams under, right? In a perfect world, the way, like, you can only have certain amount of wins in an NBA okay, season. That's a better way. So, 
This is more about who we bet on. So I might have 18 overs. I might have 18 unders. I might have seven. That part doesn't matter. You so can technically have them all under. If every team in the NBA won 46 games, it could equal the same as if one team wins 50. So it's a, the point is we're guessing if it's an over under the betting odd. Yeah. Yeah. For our bet, not like not the total wins to add up to a hundred, whatever the amount of wins, wins is for total NBA season. Exactly. All right. Let's get started with the Hornets. Um, as everyone knows, there's going to be some game, some teams that last two minutes, some last five. Um, and the Hornets happen to be one of those that last five. Um, actually, possibly could. Possibly. I actually have a lot to say about the Hornets. All right. For me, let's start with this. Last year, 39 wins. That was with Kemba Walker, obviously. Kemba moved on to Boston. Now they got, uh, what's his name? Terry Rozier mm-hmm. in replacement. Scary Terry. Their over-under for this NBA season is 23 wins. All right, Sammy, what are you uh what are you going? I guess we'll take turns. Um okay. Couple of things. I'm going to take the over. Right. I am going to write I should write these down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to take the over because I just feel like they're not the worst team in the NBA. Now, they're probably one of the only teams without like a guy, right? right. I know Terry Rozier is all right, but you even look at like the Cavs, I mean Kevin Love's better than Terry Rozier. You got the Wizards have a guy. The Knicks have a bunch of guys right now. Suns have their young guys. Thunder have a guy. Every team almost has like a guy except for this Hornets team. But I think if they could get 39 with Kemba, I could see them at a 25 to 27 range because Rozier is not that bad. You know, they got, uh, they got a bunch of players that aren't that bad. My only thing I wanted to say about them outside of that, I mean, I just, I truly just think they're not that bad, right? But my real issue with the with the Hornets, which we can get into this after you do over under if you want, because I do want to talk about the Hornets for a second. Yeah, as uh, an organization, sure, I uh, will get into that in a second. But I'm with you on the over. I I just think this team, it's the way I looked at this was okay. Twenty three wins. They got thirty nine last year with Kemba Walker. Is the difference between Kemba Walker and Terry Rozier sixteen wins? It's maybe like. Eight, eight. Nine. If it's 16 wins, just go ahead and uh, plan a parade for the Boston Celtics NBA championship right now because it is not 16 wins, right? Uh, I think that's just too much. I can see it like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the six. Celtics are projected to win the same amount of games next year. Right. So I, that's why I don't believe there's that. I mean, there is a difference between Kemba and Terry Rozier, obviously. Yeah. One's an all-star. One is... You know, he was a sixth man last year, maybe seventh man. I forget exactly. He started when Kyrie was hurt. When Kyrie was hurt. I mean, he's a good basketball player, but nothing amazing. So, in general, that's why I took the Hornets over. I do, um, I mean, there was a running joke uh, on our pod last year with Dwayne Bacon, a big Dwayne Bacon guy. You know, he's six foot seven. He's a shooting guard out of Florida State, and uh, he's he's an amazing person. I want to talk about uh, something real about this team, which is. Michael Jordan's awful. Not oh, awful. He's the GM owner, right? They're yeah. not the GM anymore. Isn't Kupchak now kind of taking yeah, care Kupchak's of that? Yeah, Kupchak's a GM. I, I I know where you're going with this, but I, can I say one thing before you yeah. go on to it? Because I'm, I'm going to just let you roll with it because I, I know where you're going here. The one thing is... They did tank thinking, you know, maybe we'll get a generational player in Zion. And I kind of like that in general. They didn't but tank they, last year. They won 40 games. That's not tanking. They had yeah, Kemba Walker. True. They he didn't was the tank. starting all-star. They didn't tank. They haven't tanked 
since okay, then 2012. I'm gonna then I'm going to completely agree with everything you say. Go ahead. Think about it, right? They didn't tank. Yeah, they didn't 39 tank, right. games. Yeah, 39. <laughs> they, they were like the ninth seed. You know what? In, in, in a way, I just felt like they should have tanked. So in my yeah. head, like that's the They reason. felt like a tanking team that still won 39 games. That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign, yeah. That's like being a... You don't want to be the team that people think is a tanking team and almost have 40 wins. And then like be like, oh, perfect. We're in a great tanking situation this year. And let's go sign Terry Rozier. Why? You know why? I'm going to tell you why and why this team has a problem. I'm going to read you the people that have over $10 million contracts. Salary yearly. Nicholas Batum, $25 million this year. Okay? Nicholas Batum. You got to have a French guy on the team. Bismack Biombo, $17 million. Bismack Biombo. You have Michael Kidd Gilchrist. For thirteen million dollars, Terry Rozier for nineteen, Marvin Williams for fifteen, and Cody Zeller for fourteen. Bermerton's finest. In all seriousness, for one second, please, just for all seriousness, they have one, two, three, four, five, six guys over ten million dollars a year. One of them over twenty, and those guys are Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams, Terry Rozier, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Bismack Biombo and Nicholas Batum. Is there one guy there that you could even foresee being an all-star? I mean... On on a contender? No, <laughs> I mean the closest thing to one, I guess, is Cody Zeller. Maybe Terry Rozier. Closest thing. <laughs> Cody Zeller? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, I, it's that bad. It would be Terry Rozier. It'd have to be. I mean, well, I don't even know what Cody Zeller's career average is. That's how. Well, like, how, what was his averages last season? Can you can you look that up, Cody Zeller? I I think he actually had a pretty good season last year, and that's maybe indicative of a team. They're, he averaged uh, ten points, six rebounds. Yeah, wasn't that one of their leading scores outside of Kemba last year? I'm sure Kid Go Chris probably averaged more. I'm sure there's Kill a couple. Chris, man, that guy's destiny is to be like the seventh best player on a championship team and play really good defense. Yeah, he was uh, third in scoring. Jeremy Lamb was second, which I guess Jeremy Lamb's he's on the Pacers. So, 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 so Cody Zeller is probably going to be their second leading scorer. This year. Yeah, it could be. But I mean, in all seriousness, my yeah. point was they paid six guys over ten million dollars, and not one of them's a that solid of a player. Right. So. I'm going to take the over because I think with that much money being spent, you have enough guys to win over 23 games, but it's a really bad strategy. Yeah, it's <laughs> not It's not really the uh, it's not the way you want to go. But shockingly, we're both taking the over. <laughs> yeah, without all being said, they got to win more than 23 games. And I want to shout out Vegas for making Michael Jordan's teams over under 23. Yeah, that was, that was, that was nice purpose, touch. right? Um, team two, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 19 wins last year. And uh, the over-under this year in Vegas, 24 wins. But, I went first last time. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go under here. I think this is going to be the worst team in the NBA this season. Um, Kevin Love hasn't really been ever healthy. Uh, I don't even know if Kevin Love will be on the team the whole season. I think by the end, middle of a year, Kevin Love could be used as a trade chip. But just look at through this roster. This is like the least watchable team in all of basketball. They have some good young talent that might be interesting three, four years down the road. Right. I but love it, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, I think Sexton's going to be all right. Sexton's going to be all right, but I just don't think they're going to be all right now. Darius Garland's going to be really good after some experience. Yep. They have pieces. Um, but like you said, they might be one of the most unwatchable teams in the league. They have brand. They, they paid Brandon Knight $15 million. Jordan Clarkson $13 million. 
They still have Tristan Thompson, who can barely play in the NBA floor these days for $18 million. And what you said was correct. I think, listen, if Kevin Love is healthy and playing, I'm probably taking the over because Kevin Love can get you some of those wins. But I'm in full agreement with you. There's no way that guy stays on the team all year. No, there's no way. Unless they can't find somebody to take his contract. I mean, you always find a contender to take a contract in the NBA. Like, if he's healthy. Uh, if he's healthy. Yeah, you always can find one. I don't know who that be. They might have to eat some of a contract. But in general, I don't believe this team is just unwatchable. I don't I don't even like talking about them. That's how bad they are. Yeah, it's it's pretty unwatchable, but I will say they might have one of the best steals in the draft in Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Um one of those guys that you can look back long term and say, "Oh, why did he drop that far?" Like he's actually a hell of an NBA player. Um and I know Darius Garland people were high on and I know that <clears throat> Colin Sexton's you know, should be pretty decent. And Seti Osman, Jetty, sorry, Jetty Osman, a lot of people love. I think this team has a decently bright future now. It's nothing like, I'm not talking like the uh, Pelicans future or like the Suns, right. and with like Devin Booker, and they don't have those type of talents. But it's not the worst Cavs roster we've seen. In, since like, like pre-LeBron coming back when Kyrie was hurt, those rosters were even worse. Even worse. Um, I'm... But- Pretty close, though. I mean, at least they well, didn't have any young talent outside of Kyrie, though. I what, what do they have here? Kevin Porter Jr. is a first-round pick. Darius Garland's okay. a first-round pick. But do you talent. think any of those guys are potential superstars like Kyrie Irving? At least those were. I guess that I, was far beyond my point. I said outside of Kyrie, they had nobody on those Cleveland rosters. Like I'm not saying Kyrie. I said outside of Kyrie. So when Kyrie went down every single year that he did, okay, those Cavs yeah, rosters, with, the, with, with the injuries, yeah. With those Cavs roster, well, it's not with the injuries or not. I'm just saying the rosters, they had no, like, this is the first Cavs team that has, like, two or three young pieces all at once, which they used to have just Kyrie or just LeBron and couldn't put pieces around him. They have young talent. I mean, they've, you're going to have young talent when you win 19 games, and you're probably going to do that again this year when, you know, 15 to 19 mm-hmm. games. You're going to acquire young talent. I just think. Cleveland has such a bad omen to their name that we always think like everything they draft sucks and everything they do sucks. They're going to be all right, I think, long term. I mean, out of their three, four young guys, if one guy pops and is an all-star, right, doing right. okay. But this year, I agree with you. There's no way Kevin Love plays on this team all year. And if he does, more power to him in the win over 24 games. But I'm going with the under as well. All right. Who do we got next? The Washington Wizards. The Wizards. Uh, 32 wins last year. And uh, this year they're at 26 and a half wins. All right. Um, well, you're going first here. Well, they just signed Bradley Beal to the extension, which I appreciate Bradley Beal signing that. I really didn't expect that. I thought he was going to, you know, be one of those guys that has a, uh, that, I don't know. I thought he was going to be one of those guys that... Like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, trade me this year. I'm not re-signing anyway. I demand a trade to this X team. Yeah, I this this team... Okay, the they have two really bad contracts. John Wall, but that's kind of unfortunate because he just keeps getting hurt, right? right? And the Ian Mahimi contract's pretty bad. We all know that. Outside of that, this team's done a pretty decent job of getting just some pieces. I, I don't mind the Isaiah Thomas signing at $1.6 million. Me either. Um, Admiral Schofield from Tennessee. He could I be, really like him. I, I do too. And of course, Rui Hashimuri, Hishamaro, whatever mm-hmm. you say it. He can be one of those guys that's not great as a rookie, but he can he'll put be, a eight and 
five. Yeah, and stay on the floor. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, you have Bradley Beal, who I think is going to try to take this step this year to be a bona fide, like, superstar. Well, it's his team completely now. There's no John Wall playing. I mean, John Wall's there. The shadow of John Wall is there, basically. But I don't think John, John Wall's not going to play this season. Yeah. And, and that's why yeah, John Wall, they've just ruled him out yesterday, I think, yeah. for the entire year. Yeah. Um, so I'm. I think this is the year, like you said, Bradley Beal's going to kind of lead the team. So I'm going to go off the over here. And I, I like their their pieces around it for an Eastern Conference low end team to get like 30 wins, like they did last year, like 32. I think that's very achievable. Yeah. I mean, I kind of piggyback off everything you're saying there, but I also do like them with the over. This team is not a bad basketball team. I mean, they're bad. They're not going to be like no, a player. They're not great. <laughs> but, they're, but they're not like, they're not awful where i see at the end of a year they're competing to have the worst record in the nba unless unless and this is a big big if i'm taking the over but if bradley beal misses any time which he hasn't been the you know perfect bill of health in his career um he could if he if he missed any time like that under could could come because i'm not when i say i'm taking over 26 and a half i'm not expecting to win 35 games or 40 games you're talking like last year 32 or maybe yeah, 30 maybe 30 um, well, the last two years actually, Mr. George, he's uh played eighty two and eighty two games. Uh, before that, how before was that, that seventy seven, uh, fifty five, sixty three, seventy three, fifty six. So I mean, but the last two years yeah, he's gone straight eighty two, eighty two. Well, very good. He's going to need to do that to hit the over. <laughs> yeah, and I can see if you look at his progression of scoring. I mean, from two thousand fourteen, it was fifteen points a game, seventeen, twenty three point one, twenty two point six, and then twenty five point six last year. Um, just you know, shooting really well, 35% from threes, 38% from three career-wise, 45 from the field. He has the chance to really solidify himself as like a top 20 player in the NBA. And I think he's right there, but he hasn't solidified himself. Yet. I, I completely agree. I think this could be a really like this could be a really big season for Bradley Beal. And I know this two-year contract, it's like, oh, all these teams are like, oh, we're, now we have to be out on Bradley Beal, but he's 26. He's going to be done with this contract at 28. I know, entering his prime, yeah. Entering his prime, so it's going to be very interesting. That's now with the whole one-and-done thing. Like, a guy can be in the league for seven, eight years, and he's still not in his prime. Yeah, which it's actually, I think it's more entertaining. For it us. really is. Um, okay, we both got the over. We're all in agreement so far. That's weird. The New York Knickerbockers. I think this is going to be our first one we have a disagreement You know where on. I'm going. The Knicks yeah. last year, 17 wins. They give a ten and a half on uh, from Vegas here, so it's twenty seven and a half wins for the New York Knicks. Go ahead, George. Like I love the New York Knicks, and New York Knicks are my favorite, probably my favorite team in the NBA. Now that I'm a widow, I have no team. I I, I want to see the Knicks. The do, death of the Sonics. The death of the Sonics. I want the Knicks to do good. I'd love the Knicks to do good, but man, this roster to me makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, you got a bunch of big power forwards. I I just. I don't like this team. I think uh, R.J. Barrett's going to be really good. I just think it's going to take a while. I could see the Knicks finishing again with the worst record in the NBA or near the worst record in the NBA and be picking up at the top of the lottery again. I'm going under 27 and a half wins for the New York Knicks. It's kind of sad, man. Like we thought, I kind of like all of last season, I just thought this would be the year, right? The Knicks were going to get the number one pick and get Zion. I'd be excited for that and sign a Durant or sign a Kyrie or sign a major free agent and just be at a point where we're entering the season talking New York Knicks basketball and instead I, and you know RJ Barrett might be a huge success and I think he will be but nothing would have gotten the garden 
moving like Zion. Okay, I, I am disappointed that they didn't get Zion. I can agree with that. But I've been one of those people that came into this season, this Zion era, concerned about his health. And we have the first bill of health problems, mm-hmm. which Zion has now officially ruled out for the first few weeks of the season, which is honestly just a ma- major bummer for the league. Huge. Um, but this is one reason why, if you wanted to take any approach of why RJ Be- RJ Barrett might be a safer pick in the NBA, is because he seems like he's more of the durable body type. And I think he has more of the it scoring factor for the NBA. Now, he doesn't have the same athleticism. He doesn't have that. Zion's a freak of nature, while RJ's a full-on scorer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking the over with this team for a couple reasons. Uh, obviously, it kind of reminds me of the Hornets, where I said there's a bunch of overpaid guys. So yeah. Too much overpaid guys to not get the over. But they have too many overpaid guys that are actually a little bit above average to not get the over, in my eyes. If you look at this, R.J. Barrett, I think, is going to be a guy that comes in and is able to produce in the NBA. They got defense and Reggie Bullock. Wayne Ellington, a three-point shooter. They picked up Todd Gibson. It's good veteran leadership. Kevin Knox actually kind of came on at the end of last year a little bit. Looked pretty good. Marcus Morris is, is – I think Marcus Morris is a big piece for a team like this, a bunch of young guys. It's kind of a tough-nosed team. Um Bobby Portis was a great pickup in the offseason. Julius Randle, which I think... Julius Randle was close to being an all-star last year. He was a borderline all-star. I think that's going to be great for them. Alonzo Trier came on the scene last year. And actually, who their best young guy was last year was Mitchell Robinson For mm-hmm. mo- in most cases. That was the guy that now New York Knicks were the most excited about. And they still got pieces like Al- Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. Now, I know what you could say. Sounds like a too many just dudes. It sounds team. like a 25 win team to me. To me, it sounds like a 30 <laughs> to 35 win team because it's in the Eastern Conference. If this was in the West and most of their schedule is based off the West, I'm talking a different story. But they're going to be playing a lot of the Hawks, the Pistons, the Bulls, Wizards, Cavs, Hornets, a lot of those teams in this conference. Hey, you don't you, sleep on the Hornets. You took the over. I did take the over, but I'm thinking the Knicks are better than them. And I, I hope you're right. There are, there are, I just I see them as the same type of team as you know, like the Bulls or the Hawks, while I do really like John Collins and Trey Young and yeah. stuff, but just they have enough young pieces, plus they got that. I think the Julius Randle pickup was pretty good pickup. Um, and on top of that, guys like Bobby Portis and Wayne Ellington and Taj Gibson, they're good for your team. I just like the direction that they're going for the short term, not long term. Mm-hmm. Short term, this can get you 30 to 35 wins. So I'm going to take it. I think they're going to get slightly... Obviously, over the over, over the over, slightly over the over for the Knicks. I don't mind this team actually this year, um, and I think they got a couple badasses. You know, guys like Marcus Morris that might bring some passion to the Garden because it's been lacking. <laughs> it has been lacking. I hope you're right, man, but I I think I think you're wrong. <laughs> but I hope you're right because I there's nothing more of I want for the Knicks to be good again. It just makes basketball better. Yeah, it makes it much better if the Garden is. Popping. Right. Um, yeah, I really hope, actually, that turns out to be right about that one. The Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies. 33 wins last year. That was with some Marcus Gasol, and they won a lot of games in the beginning, and they had Mike Conley, and then they all left, and now they're projected for 27 and a half wins. Oh, fun. Is this me first? This is you. Uh, this could be the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I'm going under. Yeah. Th- 
<laughs> you know what, Sammy? I'm not even going to add anything to what you say most likely. I'm just going to tell you I'm going under with you. Go ahead. Um, their best players are John Morant, which I think he I think he's going to be a star one day. I think he's going to be like a not as good as Russell Westbrook. I don't want people to take that as like, are you saying he's going to be an MVP? No, but he's going to play that kind of basketball and get points and be an all-star. Um, and Jaron Jackson Jr., which he's a great NBA player. But those are the kind of guys that it takes like five, six, seven years. So you make like a giant impact. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Like a power forward. You're not. You're not taking the league by storm. In the West. And like their third best <laughs> player is probably like Andre Iguodala, who's they're searching buyouts yeah. for. Which, by the way, Memphis is like draw a map of the United States. Where's Memphis? In South. New- like southeast. Where's New Orleans? Southeast. Cool. All right. Just wanted. Just wanted to point that out. Why? What conference do they play there? The West? Yeah. It's because they were the Vancouver Grizzlies, my friend. How about the Pelicans? Huh? Why did the Pelicans play in the West? Because the Pelicans used to be the Jazz. No, they weren't. Back in the day. They were the Hornets. Yeah, because it, it, it runs out of space. There's more teams on the East Coast than they're on the West. I know. Just, I just feel bad for these like, teams. What are you gonna put, it's, you're not, they're not going to put a team in New Mexico. You know? I, no, I just <laughs> feel bad for them. Um, this team's just not. Not good. I, I'm ex- I am excited to watch John Morant in the, in the NBA, though. I think it's going to be exciting. Me too. Um, but, I mean, the third best player is probably, like I said, Andre Guadalla. They do have a lot of young pieces, though. I mean, Grayson Allen, I don't know if he's going to turn out to be anything in the NBA, but they got Grayson Allen. Brandon Clark from Gonzaga it should be all right. What are they doing with Andre Guadalla? What I've read recently is they're just he's not showing up to training camp. Mutually, they agree, okay. and they're trying to shop the market for him. I think long-term, if... I think teams are just like fuck it. If we don't trade for him, you're gonna buy him out eventually. So. Yeah, so we're just—it's a waiting game. Yeah, but the only what I—I've heard this on the Adrian Wojnarowski podcast. Pretty legit, right? Um, legit enough. Yeah, legit enough. He said the only reason they're waiting for teams is because if one team right now, like a Clippers or a Lakers or whoever, right, get a major injury, they might not be willing to risk the buyout where he can pick teams. Like right. fuck it, well, let's just make a trade for him. We need him. That so, makes perfect sense. They're waiting it out. I yeah, that's what, that's what I do. Yeah, that's all we got on the Grizzlies. Yeah, I got nothing on the Grizzlies. Not even like it. And a small market. Just they, I feel bad. They lost their guys. And great run with Conling is all. Great, great run. It's over. Yeah, it's over. The Phoenix Suns for like the 17th year in a row. Pretty low on this list. 19 wins last year. Ten, 19 and a half. 20, sorry. Let's restart that. 19 wins last year, 29 and a half wins for this year for the Phoenix Suns. That's 10 and a half points. <sighs> is this you first or is this me? This is me first. Go ahead. All right. I like this team. I think they're going to go over the 29 and a half wins. I think they just barely get over it 30, 31 wins. But you, ah, here's the thing, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Ah, I feel the same way. But you add Ricky Rubio, you add uh, Frank Kaminsky. You have DeAndre Ayton, who should be getting better, and everyone wanted to act, wants to act like DeAndre Ayton was like oh, some horrible lo- rookie last year that just because Luka Doncic was so damn good. But DeAndre Ayton was not bad as a rookie last year, averaging 16 points and 10 rebounds a game and uh, added a ukulele to his uh, <laughs> name. Um, oh, overall, I think I'm not like the biggest Devin Booker guy. I, I'm not at all. Hell of a score. But he's a hell of a score. Um, this team is going to be running up and down the court. I think Ricky Rubio is a perfect point guard. Kelly Oubre Jr. is not horrible. 
overall, this te- I just think this team has a lot of good pieces, and I think they're going to be. There's one thing I know they'll be fun to watch. Um, so you're going over? I'm going over, just ba- just just barely over. I'm going under. <laughs> the, if this was in the East, I'm easily taking the over. Yeah, they're like the New York Knicks of the East, of the West, but a little better, a little worse. In my eyes, I mean, All right. yeah, that's fair. Devin Booker's a volume scorer that doesn't pass very much. He scores seventy points in a game once. I say he's a volume scorer that doesn't pass much. That's literally what scorer. So yeah, yeah volume exactly. scorer that doesn't pass much. DeAndre Ayton um, is still young, and I, I think they haven't figured out this whole like how to play with a volume shooting guard slash having a big that needs the ball to post up and score. Um, I like their their pickups. I mean, they got Ty Jerome, which I actually like from Virginia for the. Remember the white point guard? Oh, yeah. Um, he's, he might be okay as a backup here, but they have Ricky Rubio, Dario Sarge, like you said, Kelly Oubre. They've got a lot of guys, just like the Knicks, but the Knicks are in the East. The Suns, I'm sorry, them and the Grizzlies. I, everybody else in the West has a potential chance of being a playoff team, including the Thunder. I know the Thunder, we think they're going to get rid of Chris Paul, but they have a potential chance of being a playoff team. So do the Timberwolves. So do the Pelicans, Kings, Mavericks. The Grizzlies and Suns are the two teams to me that I think have zero chance of making the playoffs. I don't think they're the only two teams that have zero chance. You're going to add the Thunder and Timberwolves. I'm uh, the Thunder and I want to add the Timberwolves. I don't know if I'm going to add the Timberwolves. See, but I this is to. the problem. It's that hard, right? Yeah, the Timberwolves, but I'm, I'm adding the Thunder. The Thunder have a chance. It, they literally are basically the Clippers teams last, last year with Chris Paul. So they have a chance of making the playoffs. But like I said, there's a lot of asterisks involved in that. Yeah. Chris Paul's health. Is Chris Paul going to stay there? Do they make major trades or not? So for me, the Suns and the Grizzlies are the only team in the West with a really messed up situation right now. Uh, Suns have a better future than the Grizzlies as of now, but the Suns need a couple more years to me. So I'm going to go off the under just because I don't know where the fuck you can find 30 wins in the West. So hard. Yeah, that's very true. I, mean, I just, I think. I know what you're thinking. They're not. They have great young pieces. Yeah, I, I just like them. I think they could be one of those teams like Sacramento last year that do a lot better than you expect them to do. Yeah, but the, see, my only issue with that, just last point on the Suns team, is you know, with like a team like Sacramento last year too, right? Is they do pretty well, right? Everything's great, and then when things start to get serious near the end of the year, they kind of tank out, like. Kings had like, Kings had thirty nine last year. That's pretty good. Yeah. There's no way the Suns. No, no, no. Suns had nineteen wins last year. That's pretty bad. Yeah, no. I, I'm telling you, I'm not. I'm. Not, I said I'm going over. I'm not going over. Like I think they're going to win thirty games, thirty one games max. It's going to be interesting. You know, last year there was only they're the only team with not at least thirty three wins in the West. Wow. The Mavericks were Mavericks, Pelicans, Grizzlies all had thirty three right after them. They had nineteen. That Western Conference was ridiculous. And it's got even more ridiculous this year. No, it's nuts. Um, Speaking of the Western Conference and ridiculousness and whatnot, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder next. Uh, The former Seattle Supersonics stolen. 49 wins last year. That was obviously with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. And they traded Paul George for Chris Paul. Yeah. Right. Kind of. I mean, yeah, there's more, I think, involved than just Chris Paul. There's some draft picks. No, sorry, for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Rest, yeah. Westbrook. I said Paul George. Oh, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook yeah. yeah. Um, 32 wins this year. Is there over under? Well, I'm going to go under. 
I don't like this team, man. This team sucks. Like not not, not as a basketball team. They're actually pretty good. I think they win around 31, 32 games in the West, which is hard. But I just when I say they suck, like I don't want to watch this team play basketball. You know what I mean? Like what is gonna get me to tune in on here? Now, do they have a great future? I think they have fourteen draft picks in the next seven years, and they got young. They already have young talent. Yeah. Yeah, and they have some young talent, but like. This is not a team I'm, like, super excited to turn on my TV. I mean, how many times last year? I know, like, everyone's like, oh, I love Shai Gilchrist Alexander. How many times did you turn on the TV last year and the Clippers playing? Like, I can't wait to watch Shai Gilchrist Alexander. Okay, but that has nothing to do with over-unders. No, no, no. I know. I, just, I was just talking about not watching them. Yeah, but also, that's, that, that's very – every single rookie in the NBA is not that fun to watch usually unless you have a guy like Luka Doncic or Zion. Right, Williams. right. I, so uh, I think that's a – I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I mean, Shai Gilgis-Alexander actually was one of those guys that started playing at an extremely high productive rate. I mean, like he was a guy that helped take the Clippers to the playoffs as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But who else do they have on this team? Go through the rest of their roster. And, I mean, Shai Gilgis played pretty good last year, 10 points. Three assists a game on a playoff team. On a playoff team, which is great, but what is he going to do on this team? Like Stephen Adams is probably their second best player right now. Yeah, uh, no, but I'm going to take who, the who, over. Who's their second best player? Well, Chris Paul is their best player. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, Shai Gilders, Alexander, Danilo Gallinari. Um, probably, I'd say Stephen Adams is probably better than both of those guys. I don't, Gallinari helped the Clippers lead to the playoffs too last yeah. year. Here's my thing. I'm going over on this team because they're going to be better than the Grizzlies and Knicks. And like we saw last year, every single team in the West outside of the Suns had 33 wins. This Thunder team is just as good as that Mavericks team or that Pelicans team without Anthony Davis last year. They got Chris Paul if he stays there. This is all dependent on Chris Paul. I think he's not getting traded because I don't know if there's gonna be a trade destination for him. And I think he doesn't mind being in Oklahoma. He's like, oh, I started most. I had a lot of my career mm-hmm. in this area. I love it here, or whatever. Chris Paul. They got a backup in Dennis Schroeder there. Shai Gilgis Alexander. You have Gallinari. You have Stephen Adams, who's productive. Um, and they got some other young pieces that are pretty decent on their team. I just feel like in the West, they have some vets, some good young guys. They have guys from the Clippers team that help lead a team in the West, shockingly, to the playoffs. I think they're going to be okay winning like 33 to 35 games. I don't think – when I say they're going to be okay, I'm not talking like a contender in the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. If you've it's thought, like what if you it, think about the Suns. Exactly. Yeah, so we basically just think – you think the Thunder are going to be better than the Suns, and I think the Suns are going to be better than the Thunder. Yeah, and they're both going to fall somewhere around like 30 to 35 yeah, wins. they're going to be one of the last three worst teams in the West. Three or four. Yeah, so – I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Thunder somehow ended up better than like the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah me too, me too, because the Timberwolves are like in that group with me. Like the Timberwolves, Thunder – Suns. That, that's Although it. I will say, which we're gonna get to the Thunder and three, there the Timberwolves and three teams. There's very legitimate arguments if you were to sit here and explain to me that the Timberwolves are 44 win team right. and a eighth seed in the playoffs because they actually have talent. Right. So it's kind of a complicated situation. But the problem is everybody in the West has talent. Has talent. To the Bulls. The Bulls. The Chicago Bulls last year were at 22 wins with a lot of injuries. Don't forget that. And then this year at 33 and a half. Uh, Everyone's pretty high this year, I feel like. I know, very high um, on the win totals. Uh, who who in first last one? 
Mm, I think you did. Okay. So this one's really hard for me to be honest. With you. Yeah, mine's close. I I made it. I made my executive decision. The suspense. I'm going over. The reason I'm going over is because I think Lauren Markkinen is going to be take a little bit of a step I up. I do love him, and I genuinely believe. I've been saying this since the day Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine got drafted in the same or at the same time. They did not. I think a year apart, but everybody. Was so sure that Andrew Wiggins would be good. I said Zach Levine will be an All Star before Andrew Wiggins. Now I don't know if either one of them will ever be an All Star. That's where I was going to go. I don't think. But either I one think of them Zach Levine might be an All Star this year in the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference has a fair share of not that many available All Stars. Yeah. I mean, Zach Levine could average twenty five and five and five 100%. in the East and be an All Star. And I think they have Zach Levine. They got Kobe White, who I don't like that much. Obviously, there's like a person, but. Because of his hair, <laughs> you made it sound like he was like some really horrible person. I, I really don't like Kobe Bryant as a person, obviously. Because of his hair, <laughs> his hair is just annoying. Um, Zach Levine, there. You got guys like Chris Dunn, who still you can give a chance to. You know, Otto Porter Jr. signed there, which yeah. is a decent signing actually. Thaddeus Young was not a bad signing there, and then you still have the young guys in Denzel uh, Valentine. They got a couple other young guys here and there. Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I think they're going to be okay. And by okay, I'm not saying the playoff team again, but I think they can win 35, 36 games. Yeah, I'm going under on the Bulls. I don't think they're going to be very good. I don't like. I think Zach Levine's destiny is to be good stats, bad guy, bad team guy. I don't disagree with that, but I think in the East you can be bad team like 35 wins. You, now, you might, I mean? you might be right, but I'm just saying that's where his destiny is. It is. I mean, it's not like a. It's not a revelation. I know. Yeah, I mean he's. Yes and no. I mean, I guess he could be better than Andrew Wiggins, right? Like, right. Like, like he, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah. Keep keep that question on the screen. But it's Andrew Wiggins, right? He's one of the top hundred players. Um, that's kind of my point, though. He's better than like a Andrew Wiggins. He could. I mean, he could lead a team to 35, 36 wins. Right. Um, Atlanta Hawks. This one's actually very interesting. Atlanta Hawks last year twenty nine wins. This year thirty four. George at over under Atlanta Hawks. I am going with the over for the Atlanta Hawks. I like what they're doing here, man. They, last year they ended up getting a little bit hotter towards the end of the season. Uh, I do like Trey Young's game, even though I think people try to compare him to Steph Curry, which is funny because I think his career high was like under 38 percent like in like between college and nba at from the three-point line percentage wise steph curry's never shot under 38 percent like he's but he is a really good score and a really good shooter but it's more of like the volume type of thing i think he's very entertaining to watch um I like this team. I like Vince Carter has that you know good veteran presence last year in the league. John Collins was really good last year. I like this drafting of DeAndre Hunter and Evan Turner as a veteran will be able to put up some points. I actually think I actually really like this team. I'm with you. I think they're going to be a borderline playoff team. Borderline, yeah. Um, they're going to be somewhere stuck with like the. Who's going to make the playoffs? The Pistons, the Bulls, the Hawks, one of those like. Yeah, the Magic. Magic could. I mean, the Magic might be a. We saw them compete with Toronto last year. They, they might be like a four or five seed in the East. I, I don't know about that, but it could be. You could be right. Who knows? 
if you look at the, we're almost like we're like almost halfway through the East teams already, George. I know. It's so <laughs> scary. Um, I was like, I don't know what Cavs, Hornets, Knicks, Grizzlies, Bulls, Hawks, Magic are like in the top eight already and over under. So I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, the East is tough. Trey Young, one here's the difference between him and Steph Curry. He's a much better passer than Steph Curry. Yes, he is. He averaged as a rookie last year, 8.1 assists a game. He's not going to be a guy like Steph that averages 30 a game and hits three or four threes. He's going to hit a three or two. He's going to, last year as a rookie, averaged 19 and eight. He's going to be a guy that can average 22 and 10 or 21 and eight on a consistent winning team. The difference is he is a 33% pass, 66% score type of guy, while Curry's more of like a 66% score, 33% of the time make right. the pass, which it's not a issue for Curry, obviously. He's a two-time MVP. It's not an issue for Trey Young either. He's a great point guard more than he is just a scorer. Completely um, agree. So I think he's going to take a leap, and I think he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He knows that everyone's like, oh, Luca's so much better than you. Luca's so much better. Which he is. Which he, Luca's better. I wouldn't say he's so much better. Uh, we. I think Luca's uh, ceiling. ceiling is okay. MVP and Trey Young's ceiling is third-team All-NBA. That's fair. We could we would have said the exact but same I thing about be, a guy like Steph Curry. Right. No, no. Yeah, started. we could be wrong. I'm just. I think last year he wasn't much. Actually, at the end of the year when Luca started slowing down a lot, Trey Young is when he got hot. So I feel like he gets a lot of slander. And like you said, they got John Collins and they got some young pieces on there that I think are going to work out pretty well. DeAndre Hunter, of course. Um, I'm going the over with you, and I think they're going to be a borderline playoff team. Beautiful. Borderline. And when I say borderline, I'm not saying, you know, world beaters here, but borderline. <laughs> um, what do we got next, George? The, the Minnesota Timberwolves? 35 and a half from... from 36 wins last year, this year 35 and a half. Yeah. They obviously don't find them to be getting that much better. And they lost... They've just... I, I'm going I under on this team. Carl Anthony Towns is a pussy. I'm sorry. The guy, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Shots fired. Yeah, and so is Andrew Wiggins. These two guys have never seen... Different ways, though. Andrew, I, feel, I, don't feel, I feel bad calling Andrew Wiggins a pussy because he's like... He's just not that good. But like, no, they, both, Towns, like, they both look like they really don't care about basketball that much. They love what basketball brings to them. I don't ever see them a spark in their eyes. I don't see anything. They just... They're just so talented, both so talented, but just both don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, and their next best player is what Robert Covington. Yeah, great. I, I, I don't. There was this thing on the screen right now, and we were reading on from the show. But you know why that came up? Because right? he said it. Yeah. Like, oh, is he an idiot? Andrew Wiggins, like, arguing, oh, should I should be been in the top hundred players in the NBA? Dude, you're the number one overall pick. Why are you worried? You should be a top five player in the NBA, top ten player in the NBA. You were labeled as the next coming of LeBron James, and you're like now worried if you're a top hundred player. Well, he's not worried. I think okay, he got left out of the ESPN top hundred. So what he said is, there's not a hundred players better than me. So it doesn't matter what people think. Oh, great, Andrew. Um, he could have just said it doesn't matter what people think instead of trying to be like. There's not a hundred better than me. Um, I had the tweet of the year. Did you see my tweet? No. But my local LA Fitness has a hundred guys better than uh, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins. Wow, that's a good tweet. That is. Um, I, I don't even know if he's in the top hundred. I mean, I I, I he don't has know top hundred talent. I, I don't know. I don't care, and I don't want. I don't. I, I hope the Minnesota Timberwolves just dissolve as a franchise and come to Seattle. 
That'd be not bad. Yeah. Um, and then I'd love Andrew Wiggins. I'm taking the game. under, too. Because, I, honestly, I think Carl Anthony Towns... The reason, the reason I didn't like what you said about they like what basketball gives them more than basketball, I think Andrew Wiggins actually likes basketball. I think he just has no dog. Because he does. he's not like the flashy guy at the court. Carl Anthony Towns cares about his chains and his mm-hmm. advertisements and doesn't play hard. Well, Andrew Wiggins plays hard. I think he just didn't live up to his talent. Maybe. I don't like Carl Anthony Towns because he's one of those... I care more to score, be an all-star. He put out that tribute video of him crying when he made the all-star yeah. team. Like, why don't you cry when you miss the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. I'm going under. All right, let's move on from that team. They're shit. I know. I, I feel, really don't I, like I, them. I feel bad about myself right now. What? I don't know. Just after talking about the Timberwolves, like in general, they just make me feel bad about life. That's really depressing. All right. Georgia, we're going to get a pick-me-up for Georgia here soon. Let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. Another team that makes me hate my life. This uh, team's actually not that bad. Well, no, just because I think about Derrick Rose's potential and his knee. What would have been? All right, let's move on from the depressing stuff here, and let's talk 41, oh, 41 wins last year for the Pistons. Um, in a playoff, you know, Blake Griffin, more power to him. He actually played through a bad knee. It was kind of – actually. I, I, by nice. the way, big secret here. I love this team. Really? Yeah. 37 and a half wins. Projected for less than they were last year, which I don't like that. Neither. And I like Blake Griffin. I like him and Andre Drummond together. I like Reggie Jackson. I like Derrick Rose, how he played last year in Minnesota. Could he give them Detroit? I saw Joe. Did you sign Joe Johnson too? Oh, yeah, that's right. They got Joe Johnson, who always finds a way to be in my life. And... I just like this team. Uh, I think they go over. I think they're a playoff team in the East. Yeah, I went over. And the only reason I went over, I really don't think they're going to be that good. But I think in the East, you're going to sneak into that eighth seed maybe. It's going to be between, between them and the Knicks, in my humble opinion. Them, the Knicks, and the Bulls are all going to be fighting. Here's the thing. I've taken a lot of overs in the East, if you haven't noticed. I think it's going to be a lot of teams in the 30-win range. Kind of I just agree. stuck at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Because um, they're all playing each other. I'm going to take the over on the Pistons. Derrick Rose actually played all right last year. So I don't think it's a bad pickup. Blake Griffin played his heart out in Detroit. Loved him. Um, like you said, Reggie Jackson's a good piece to have there. Um, and I just don't think this team's going to be that bad. And Markeith Morris is going to be great defensively for them. Joe Johnson will get buckets. And I think they're going to be all right. I and so I'm like going to go up a slight over. I think they're going to be like last year, like 41 and 41. All right. All right. We're starting to get now into the West and into some of the. I like how I'm saying we get into the West. Actually, we're just getting into closer to the top 15, which yeah, is we're mostly getting into West. the nitty gritty. Um, the Sacramento Kings last year 39 wins. This year 38 and a half. They picked up Trevor Ariza. Um, Ooh. They picked up some guys. Can I read you what some of the guys on this uh, roster are? Yeah, sure. Trevor Ariza, Harrison Barnes, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marvin Bagley. Yogi Farrell, De'Aaron Fox, um, Harry Giles, Kyle Guy, Buddy Heald. They have some pieces. I know, but the West is so hard. I I want to take the over here, but I'm taking the under. So am I. I love the Sacramento Kings. I so. love them too, but this West is just so damn good. I, I, I feel bad. The bad teams in the West are like literally the Suns and the Grizzlies. And they're not you that big. the Thunder. And the Thunder. And they're really all not that bad. It's just going to. Outside of those teams, the Kings are the next. 
So the shows, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to win 41 games. I just feel bad for them because they are doing it the right way, and I think they're close to making a great step. I just don't know if I can give them 39, 40 wins in the West. I can't do it. And I know they won almost 39 last year, but let me tell you something I don't like what's going on with this team. Today there's reports that they have remorse on signing Harrison Barnes for $84 million. Why? Why? I mean, I mean, I could have told you why, like – before, you just asked me why. Well, okay, I can tell you why Harrison. I would have remorse of signing Harrison Barber. Why do they have? I don't know. They just have remorse of signing. Him so for the same reason million. why I have yeah. remorse, probably. I I quoted the tweet. Another great tweet of mine today was said. Mm-hmm. I quoted that tweet when it was a report that the Suns or the Kings have remorse. I said, mm-hmm. no shit, dude. Yeah, like, like no shit. Yeah, I mean, I would they're having that. remorse because now Buddy Hield won't accept the ninety million dollar contract because mm-hmm. he's probably like, I'm not getting paid the same as Harrison Barnes. I'm actually better than Harrison Barnes. Um, and this is where my problem is. You have them coming out saying there's remorse for signing Harrison Barnes. You have Buddy Heald saying, if they don't want to pay me what I deserve, you can send me to another team. Right. That's not how the season should be starting nope. after almost winning 40 games last year. No, but you know, um, I just, I do want to stress, I do like the talent on this team and I think they're doing it the right way. Except for the Harrison Barnes signing. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is the market I know these days, but I just don't like it's the market. I understand that, but you don't know how those have to go shopping. Oh wow, that was actually a good one. <laughs> that was. I like that one. <laughs> George's like, okay, dude. <laughs> that was pretty good. No, but I, 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 in a serious point, though, like to that, like I always, I always hear people say that. Well, yeah, that's the market you have to pay. I'm like, okay, then just. Don't, or don't pay him. Uh, you could have stuck with Marvin Bagley, yeah, and like Fox, and you, like it's like those people. Like, oh, we have to spend the money. Like, no, you don't. No, you yeah. put it in the bank. You can spend it next year. Spend it next year when there's a free agent. Or you could have got like a mid-level free agent this yeah, year instead of for a one-year contract. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right, um, three more teams, and we take a quick break. But these are now we're getting. I think now we're really getting into the nitty-gritty, like you said, the New Orleans Pelicans. Thirty-three wins last year, thirty-nine this year, and let me just say some obvious things here. Some key acquisitions and key losses. You lost Anthony Davis, but you picked they up... They did? Yeah, they sure did. Oh, my God. Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, um, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, um, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which a lot of people are saying is one of the steals of the draft, um, Derek Favors. They made some pickups. Um, this also good to another obvious... Zion Williamson is now out for multiple weeks. Yeah, so I was fully prepared coming into today to take the over. I was also fully prepared to take the over coming into today, but now I think me and you are leaning towards the same direction. I'm fully prepared to take the under because yeah. if he misses the first 10 to 12 games, I think it brings down the morale of the team. Nine, not that seriously. Well, and it's but 39 wins. Like when I said I was going to go over, I thought, oh, could they 41, be, could they 41. be 500? Yeah, that's but now, how I but feel. now without Zion. It sucks. Like it really does, but I don't. I don't think they can win thirty nine games. And let me tell you something. When if his knee soreness is a real thing, which this is my biggest concern of Zion in the first place, because ninety nine point nine percent of humans aren't like LeBron, where they can be that big and run that way and mm-hmm. have no knee pain ever. I don't think LeBron's ever had a knee problem in his career, which is crazy. Um, thirty nine wins, right? Let's say they're starting to get to the end of the season, and Mister Zion's knee sore. You sit him out, out of the playoffs. Games. You shelve him. You shelve him. And you shelve Lonzo Ball, who also has knee problems. Right. And Brandon Ingram has blood clots. You probably shelve him, him too. Yeah. 
Um, any player you have, JJ Reddick was going to do a podcast. Yeah, well, JJ Reddick, he'll be like, all right, what next team is going to pay me thirteen million this year? Yeah, he has a great deal every year somewhere else. Um, so I'm taking the under, and I hate doing that. Cause I'm me really too. Excited I, I was, I was about to take the. I was fully prepared to take the over. Yeah, but it's all literally the only reason is because Ion's out for the first couple weeks, and I then it just kind of ruined it. Perfect. You know how many players they have on this team that went to Duke? Um, let me think. Brandon, looked. no, no, I didn't look. Brandon Ingram. You, just, you don't know. I know you don't know some of the players who are on this team. That JJ Redick. Okay. Zion Williamson. That's all you're gonna get. <laughs> I'm not even on the roster, so yeah. Who else? Frank Jackson. Okay. Rookie and uh, Jaleel Okafor. Five, five out of their fifteen players are from Duke. It's kind of crazy. Actually. Duke Pelicans. Nice. <laughs> that was creative. Wow. The Duke Pelicans. Wow. Have you ever heard that one before? Huh. All right. Let's go on to the the Dallas Mavericks. Yep. The Dallas Mavericks. That one got the me. Dallas. Duke Pelicans. It's like wow, that was amazing. The Lithuania. Right. I know what we're both doing on this one. The Lithuania Mavericks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 33 wins last year, 42 and a half this year. I'm going to just take this wild guess. Uh, we're both taking the over. Yeah, I got them going 82 and 0 this year. Um, never, never lost. I don't know. I, I just I was going through their schedule, Sammy. I could not find a loss for the Dallas Mavericks. They are. Right. I I do love this team. I've always liked Christoph well, Porzingis. Leave it to everyone in the world to just love this European two white dudes in the NBA led team. That yeah, this is so different that everyone's going to love it. They're, they're going to be. St- Wildly entertaining to watch. Uh, I am only apprehension is Christoph Porzingis did miss the whole season last year. Are we, he looks nice in the preseason. Yeah, he does look really nice in the preseason. But let's see what mileage does to his body. But overall, if he's healthy, man, I, I this could this is a very good team in the Western Conference. And it just makes me it just like the West is way too good. I have them going over, but I actually think they are a really good basketball team. Yeah, and I'm, I have them going over. I think they're going to be like 43, 44 wins. Barely over that over. You have them losing games this year? Oh, I <laughs> sure do. Wow. They got like four good players on this team. So, actually, Dwight Powell is, going to, is actually all right. Um, they got a lot of average players, the best way to put it. Seth Curry couldn't be very up and down. Tim Hardaway Jr., though, was a great pickup. Mm-hmm. He's going to be great. I think he's going to be a starter for them. Guys like Courtney Lee and um, DeLon Wright, just a lot of mid-level players. But I think this Luca and Kristaps combo is going to be something special long-term. And I think it gets started this year. It's not going to yeah. be amazing this year, but it gets started. Yeah, and even if it even if it's not good, like let's say they lose a lot of games, it'll still be wildly entertaining to watch. I agree, 100%. I, I'm actually very excited for this team. Same here. In the future of it, and don't forget one big piece of this all um, that I think is important is Rick Carlisle is a great coach. I mean, he really is. If we're talking a team that just had a firing at coach and it's their first year with that coach and they had some issues last year, it might be a little different. Right. But we're talking about a Rick Carlisle who's played had most of these guys on the team last year, adding a Porzingis. He's really good at adding pieces and going forward with it. We've seen every time Rick Collins had a years with Dirk where they add special guys, they go far in the playoffs. It works out last year, a rookie in Luca, how well it worked out. We know he's one of the better coaches in the NBA. So I think he's going to make this work out really well. I like it. 
Um, next up, we have the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic over under. Uh, last year, forty-two wins. This year, forty-two and a half. I, I who's first here? Go ahead. I have them under. Uh, I blasphemous. I, they're a good team. They might be. A, I think they could be exactly forty-two, forty-one, forty, forty-three. They're right there. They're they're not. I think that's a very good number. The forty two and a half. Like it. I don't. I wouldn't want to bet it. <laughs> like I would just stay away. So, um, are they a playoff team again? Yeah, they are again. Uh, I think the East thirty eight wins might be a playoff team. How many? I could see a thirty eight win playoff team in the East. Okay, that makes sense actually. Um, I'm going with the over. This team won. Four 42 last year and I think they've only gotten better I mean uh, Vujovic is just getting better 28 he's about to hit his prime Terrence Ross actually had a phenomenal year Aaron Gordon who's only 24 years old which we forget keeps getting better every year and defensively has been great they have some decent pieces like guys like Mo Bamba who's gonna get better Michael Carter-Williams is doing all right. Evan Fournier played really good last year, which I didn't even realize True. he was 26. I thought he was like a 35-year-old vet. Yeah, that's what happens in the NBA when, like we said earlier, one and done. These guys play in the league for like 96 years. And then you're like, oh, weird. Jonathan Isaac's going to be a good piece for them. And uh, a little sleeper piece, who I think is going to be my Who's that? comeback player of the year. Marco Foltz. Okay. Do you see his free throw last night? That was not last night. That was on the Sixers last year. Was that on the Sixers last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even the know tweet, that. That was my tweet. It says, yeah, I can't, still can't believe this was Marco. How's, how's free his free throw, throw so far this year? He has a turnaround jumper this year. He's hit a bunch of really? he's hit a bunch of jumpers in preseason. His jumper looks I horrible. hope so. I'm rooting for him. I think Marco Fultz is going to be the comeback player of the year this year, and I think he's going to not be amazing. But remember, he is a number one pick. He's had some steals for some good dunks in, in the preseason. Like, mm. He just looks a little bit back to himself. So I think it's going to be he's a great He's only, what, pickup. 21? 21 years old, yeah. Yeah. He's how many, be you a, know how many University of Washington players are on the Orlando Magic? Two. Yeah. Yeah. It must be most in the league. <laughs> yeah, there's some guys. Yeah, but... Dejounte Murray's there. Joel Jalen Noel's on the Timberwolves. Yeah. Martin T. Stiebel. Yeah. He has an NBA player. Yeah. Joel Thomas. Yeah, but I think this, like, team... I don't think there's any team that's two. Oh, oh, yeah. There's no other team that's yeah. two, for sure. Um, yeah, I... Uh, Man, I, I, I actually like this team. I, the way I saw them compete against the Raptors in the playoffs, I think they're one of the more more decent, I don't want to say better, more decent teams in the East. I, I have a good. I have a big year coming for Markel Fultz, and Aaron Gordon will be a sneaky potential all-star. All right, fair enough. All right, George, quick break, and then we're getting into the thick of things. You know what we're going to get into? The Nets, Heat, Spurs, Blazers, Raptors, Pacers, Warriors, Celtics, Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, Rockets, Sixers, Bucks, basically all the teams that matter in the NBA. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to finish off that part. Oh, we have hit you guys with a change of pace. So we were going to do... Next 15 of the over-unders. But we decided that's probably also going to take another 50 minutes to an hour. So we're going to move on. We ended with the magic. We're going to go nets and up all the way to the Bucks tomorrow morning. So it'll be released midday Saturday. Um, so stay tuned for that. What we're going to do instead to end off this podcast is a couple minutes of Coach of the Year, Most Improved, Six Man, Rookie, Defensive Player of the Year, and MVP. We're going to go off the odds, give our picks, and uh, – our early season picks, obviously. Don't take these ones too. Take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, seriously. Um, Coach of the year. 
I'm going to give you the top six guys because they're right here. Uh, Doc Rivers, Quinn Snyder, Brad Stevens, Frank Vogel, Mike Malone, and Mike D'Antoni. Um, this is very interesting. It is very interesting to me. Uh, I'm surprised that Steve Kerr is not on this list because if the Warriors – like just mm, out of like actually. that he's not on the list because if they do really well, like – He'll probably be up – yeah, if they end up winning like 60 games somehow. Like, yeah, he'd probably end up actually winning it because of – not having Durant and no claim Thompson most of the season. Um, so that's actually kind of my pick for coach of a year. I know he's on the odds. Um, he's not on those odds. I mean, he's lower if you go like that. Yeah, there. no, I know. But I think the reason it tells you what Vegas thinks about the Warriors. I mean, the Vegas has no, I know in under 50 wins. Yeah, I, so. I think differently than Vegas on the Warriors. And I'm yeah, but that's gonna, why he wouldn't be. Yeah, on no, the I list. completely, completely. Agree. Um, I'm going to. Say, I think Quinn Snyder has some of the best chance. He's at plus 600. But Out of these guys, I agree with you. That's the most likely. Because Brad Stevens is kind of known as a good coach, I feel like. And Doc Rivers, like, okay, with Kawhi and Paul George, you guys do well. Like, yeah, well, like, okay, good job. Cool, last year, Doc Rivers, did he win last year? I forget. If he won. didn't, he should have. Because yeah. last year, Doc Rivers should have been coach of the year. I like Quinn Snyder because the Jazz have a weird situation where they have a a chance for the first time in since the nineties to be maybe the number one seed in the West. And that's not because I think they're the best team in the West, but I think with guys like the Rockets that have, you're going to have some rest with guys like Westbrook. You have the Lakers who are going to have rest with Anthony Davis and LeBron and the Clippers with rest and injuries. The jazz have a legit legitimate chance with the nuggets um, to be the number one, number seed. one seed, which would be unprecedented for a team like Utah, like a market like Utah. And, that would probably put Quinn Snyder up there for a Coach of the Year candidate. All right. Fair enough. Is that your pick? That's going to be my pick, early pick. Right, my you? early pick, Steve Kerr. Okay. I like that. That was a big – you should bet that one. Um, let's go to most improved. Um, I'm going to give you the top five, five guys, which and I'm going to complain, and then we'll do our picks. Yeah. Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, Shea Gilgis Alexander, John Collins, Bam Adebayo. And then, you know, there's DeJounte Murray, De'Aaron Fox, yada, 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 yada. Wouldn't DeJounte sure. Murray kind of like fall into the like comeback player of a year category Which more than the most improved? improved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. Is there There's a no, comeback player no, of a year anymore? It's okay. the same thing. Like the NFL's comeback player of the year, it's like a most improved. Okay, cool. Jason Tatum should not be on this list. The motherfucker was in a game seven of the Eastern Conference right. Finals two years and Terry ago. Terry Rozier should be on this list. Yeah, because he's improved enough. He got a, what, $60 million yeah. contract? Shea Gilders Alexander could be there. John Collins, I almost feel like if you're in the second year, you shouldn't be on there either. Because <laughs> like that's just like your second year doing well. Yeah. Unless... Like my pick, like Luka Doncic is down there on twenty plus twenty five hundred makes mm-hmm. no sense. Yeah, my pick I think is a second year and a third year player. Fultz third year. Fultz is third year. Yeah. Um, plus four thousand. He's like fifteenth on the list. I'm going Marco Fultz because if that dude averages like fourteen points a game and just shows up, yeah. Oh yeah. He's probably gonna win most improved. So that's what I'm going there. Fair enough. I'm going with Brandon Ingram. I think now that he's outside of LA, I think he's gonna put up buckets. I think he's going to score a lot of points and win this award. And he's gotten a lot of slander for not being good enough. Right. Or, you know. He kind of started getting into it last year a little bit and got got the injury. Yeah, then he got hurt. And I think another good candidate for this could be DeJounte Murray. Um, oh, yeah. With the Spurs. That Spurs team could be a fucking 42-win team or a 55-win team. They have exactly. LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, and... You throw in DeJounte Murray defensively, offensively, if he is healthy. Um, I think he's a pretty strong candidate as well. But I'm going to go with Fultz just because it's a fun. He's like 15th on the list plus 4,000. I might as well put five bucks on it. I like it. Um, and wait, who did you say? 
I said um, Brandon Ingram. Oh, okay. I like that. Sixth man. Let's go there. I'm going to give you five names once again. Lou Williams. And I'm not reading out the odds just because there's no point. If we say the guy, we can read the odds. Um, Lou Williams, Spencer Dinwiddie, Terrence Ross, Montrose Harold, Jeremy Grant, Eric Gordon, Bobby Portis, Derek Rose, Jalen Brown, Dennis Schroeder, and JJ. Well, I'm, I'm getting, just putting ahead. Montrose Harold can't be on there. Why? He's the seventh man. Who decided that? Isn't Lou Williams the sixth man on that team? I think that's not how the award works. Well, I just how best it works. player off the bench. I know. <laughs> just, just wanted to clear clear the air on that. I feel like we're gonna have the same answer for this. Spencer Dinwiddie? No. Terrence Ross? No. Okay, what's your pick, George? <laughs> Lou Williams. Okay, you're going to Lou Williams? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. Is Jalen Brown really going to come off the bench? I don't think so. Like, if Jalen Brown comes off the bench, he's going to win the award, but I don't actually think Jalen Brown's coming off the bench. Yeah, I don't think he is either. So, then, that's I'm, why so then I'm going to pick Lou Williams. I kind of feel like it's his award always. And he always or him and Jamal Crawford. Have like yeah, like nine of them. Like... <laughs> I'm going Derrick Rose. Okay. I mean, I'm rooting for Derrick Rose. Because he is going to be the sixth man, and that team's going to be all right. And that dude, Derrick Rose, he averages like – he's like reminds me of Marco Fultz for some reason. Yeah. If he averages like 15 a game, and he is the Would he be man, the first player in history to win the MVP award and six-man award? I don't even have to look that up. Yes. Okay. Unless somebody fucking won it like in their late That's 30s. Yeah, like maybe like a Bill Walton. I don't know if he ever won an MVP or a six-man award, but – it's a good thing to look up to, yeah. actually. But I'm going to go with a strong no that that's never happened. Okay. You, would you agree? I would agree really big time. And don't tell me that NBA doesn't love those storylines. Oh, voters yeah. like, oh, Derek Rose told you he was still MVP quality six man. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They'd get a huge boner out of that story. Huge boner. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Uh, we got uh, – I can bitch about this. just one more. Can you bitch about it for a second? Yeah. Okay, we've bitched about this for like 10 years straight. Yeah, and I'm going to keep bitching until they change it. There should be a perimeter defender of a year award and an interior defender of a year award because a center and a guard do different things. Like there's no comparison between Rudy Gobert and Paul George. Yeah, they do a completely different thing. Uh, That being said, I'm going to go with Giannis winning this award this year. Because you don't think he's winning MVP. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, see, I know that. There's like, because he's going to get something. He's going to get something. It's going to be this, and it's not going to be MVP. All right. This is, gonna, this is a tough one. Or Kawhi, because, you know, like, the fa- you know, not enough voters, games. That's my thing, too. But if he plays enough games, voters just salvage. Like, oh, I love Kawhi Leonard. It's just, he's just like, I feel like nerds, basketball nerds, love him too much in, like, drool when they talk about him so it kind of upsets interesting me. yeah so there's six guys on this there's seven gobert Giannis, pg ad joel and bead <laughs> Kawhi leonard and draymond green at plus 1800 i like the i love draymond at plus 1800 as a bet i don't think he's gonna win it that's who i'm going with all right I like this it. dude is gonna be on a different level of maniac shit this year you're right He's going to be a maniac. And I mean that in good and bad ways. He's going to fucking throw things. He's going to freak out. He's, he's, gonna, he's definitely getting ejected a few times. Yeah, he's going to be spitting in ref's face. Not spitting because he's he, like, If he's spitting in ref's face, he'll be suspended for a while. Probably no, no, no. The defensive Not that kind of spitting. Like the kind where he just talks so much. Oh, there's yeah. so much saliva flying out of his mouth. You're like, blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm 
Green. Ah, he's one of those fuckers, dude. He doesn't care about scoring. He legitimately doesn't care. And not only that, this year he is going to score some, which is only going to make him more of a douche, crazy How asshole. How excited are you defense. watching Warriors this year? I'm excited, actually, because... I actually like Draymond Green when they're the underdog. Yeah. I hate Draymond Green when they have Kevin Durant. We have Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, but nobody believes in us. Like, Draymond, you're, except, you're except Draymond didn't like it either. Yeah, Draymond probably, <laughs> that's why he shut up kind of. He was like, this is stupid. I have nothing to bitch about. He just bitched at Durant instead. Yeah, like, he's like, you think you're hot shit? We did this without you. Now he's ready to fucking, I can't wait to see him, like, play against the Nets and fucking jab at Durant, who's not even playing. Like, oh, my God, that's We cool. don't need you, bitch. Yeah. Like, I have a strong feeling that him and Draymond are not friends post. Post this? Yeah. No, they're not friends. No. I don't think anyone on the Warriors is friends. If I mean, he was like, these dudes were just different. Like, what, they were normal dudes? Yeah. They're not. Um, these dudes were different. They just really cared about winning basketball and didn't care about stats. Yeah, okay. This is. <laughs> we'll probably get into this when we talk about the Warriors. I don't know how this got... This went I'm too never, far. I, I, I'm, I'm going so, Draymond Green. All right, cool. <laughs> You're so what? I'm so happy you like the Warriors this year. Like, at least I can watch them and then you'll enjoy it. And we'll both no, enjoy I, watch I, basketball. I, it would be the... the they're my fourth favorite team that I'd be happy to watch win okay. an NBA title this year. Realistic teams have a chance. Like I'd love to see the Jazz win. They're not going to yeah. win. I think the Rockets have a realistic chance. I know you don't, but that's one team I'd probably rather see. Just got to like Harden a lot. I'd rather see the Lakers, hmm. and I'd rather see the Philadelphia 76ers because okay. I really like that franchise. But outside of that, man, I fucking love if Steph Curry tore it up. I'd love if Draymond Green is just slapping his dick on the table every fucking game. I know. Like, I'd like that, and I'd love Imagine if they like started 10-0. And I'd love forget that. I just want I just want somebody to fucking rub it in Kevin Durant's bitch ass face. Okay. I hate wow. Kevin Durant. I don't like him on court. I don't like him off court. I like him off court a little bit. I I hate him even more. I, I don't like that. I hate he, his decisions. I, I, I like that he doesn't like try to butt into politics and shit all the time. He's he's like a different type of. Instead, he butts in and tries to make like normal guys feel like they're less than him because they. You can't talk basketball. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't yes, like I that can. either. No, yeah. Like, who do you think you are? It's you and your torn Achilles can sit on the bench this year. Wow. Harsh. Rookie of the year. Sure, me. I didn't know that. Zion, John Morant, R.J. Barrett, Michael Porter Jr., and Kobe White. I'm taking Zion Williamson unless he gets hurt for a very significant amount of time. I'm also taking Zion, but with the asterisk that if he's hurt, I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. And then with the asterisk of him being possibly hurt all year as well, I'm going R.J. Barrett. <laughs> and if the ask, if he gets possibly no, he's not hurt, hurt, I'm taking Kobe White. But then if he cuts his hair, I'm going John Morant. Okay, but what I said actually made no, sense. I know it because did. Really Zion, did. if he gets hurt, it's it's gonna be. Our, I think it's I think it's Michael Porter Jr. But he also has just as much of a problem of getting hurt or higher possibility, and then it would be RJ Barrett. All With right. that said, if everyone's healthy, it's Zion by far. Fair enough. We got MVP left. We got MVP. Here we go, yeah. Giorgio. All right. Um, Can I read you some of the options? Yeah, give me some of the options, and I'm gonna give you who I think is gonna win and a dark horse candidate that. I feel like he's not getting enough respect to win it. Okay, I'm going to start you off with who pisses me off the most that they're on the list. Number 12 is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, you, you Get off of the blind If list. you bet him, feel free, but you, you're also, also fuck you, off. You know what? Me. I'll take anyone who wants to bet Carl Anthony Towns for MVP. You can just, I'll be your bookie. Yeah, give me your money. I don't even, I don't care. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give, give you plus 5,000. Yeah, I'll give you plus 5,000 as well. Like, 
anybody above that, Damian Lillard, it makes sense. If they win the number one seed, he could be it. Paul George, Westbrook, Jokic, Embiid, Leonard, Harden, Davis, James, Curry, Giannis. All right. Give me your winner and a guy you wouldn't be shocked if he won. Like, I'm going to start you off with who's not going to win it first. Okay. Call hey. Anthony Towns. Okay. Well, outside of him. Giannis is not winning it again. I agree. It would take him. It would take a historic anomaly season for him to it win. It would take again. like a Russell Westbrook triple double type of year or yeah. James Harden averaging 35. Yeah, it, 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 it would take something really, really intense for him to win. Who I have winning this award? <laughs> I have Steph Curry. All right, yeah, I, I'm going with you right there too. Before we get into why, who's your who, like? Who's a guy on this list? Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, Damian Lillard. All right, mine's no uh, Jokic. That would shock the hell out of me. I, I think if they get the number <laughs> one seed and no one else is like, they got the one seed last year, that would be like, and Damian Lillard wouldn't shock me either. And you can't tell you why I'm going Steph Curry. Yeah, because I read LeBron and I was like, mm, Anthony Davis is right there, and I read Kawhi and I was like, yeah, Paul George is right there on the list, and I read James Harden and I said, mm, voters Westbrook's are tired on that of that, list. and voters are tired of it. It's, for me, it's not even that. It's it's about the fact that all those guys have another guy mm-hmm. right next to him. And we saw that problem with Golden State the last couple of years. You don't get the MVP in those scenarios. You're right. With and then Giannis got it last year, so. Jokic is actually a great example. Embiid, if he didn't get hurt so often or rest so often, yeah, I would have get... him up there. But that's why Curry, he's the best player on the list that doesn't have a – they have D'Lo, they have Clay. that I don't know if Clay is coming back this year. Yeah, I truly I don't. I only think Clay is coming back if they're like in a really good situation and they're like, okay, we're going to be the three or four seed and we can make a run. Yeah, if they're an like eight seed, they're not going to risk no, no, losing as an eight seed. Right, just to bring Clay back. Yeah. Um, so Jokic and Damian Lillard, and the reason I say that, the same reason you'd say Jokic is Damian Lillard. They're one of those teams, I think even more Damian Lillard, because they're one of those teams that, what, 45 over mm-hmm. under? But they could eat, if they got the one seed, let's just say they were healthy all year, other teams rested players and they got the one seed, it'd be one of those shockers, but not that shocking, but right. he'd win the MVP, right? While the Nuggets are more expected to be closer to the one seed, Portland's done this many years where they get like an eight seed and the next year they get a two seed randomly. Right. So if they can get the one seed somehow or the two seed and they win 55 games, it wouldn't be the biggest shock of the world if Dame comes up with it. Same as Jokic mm-hmm. and the Nuggets, but I think that Jokic and the Nuggets is obviously less shocking than if right. the Portland Trailblazers were like the one seed. Fair enough. I agree with you. But we're both going Curry. Going Curry. And I think LeBron's going to be close. Don't get me wrong. Me too. I think LeBron and Anthony Davis will be close. I think LeBron's on a vengeance here. We'll find out. This is going to be exciting. I'm actually pumped. Tuesday. And then tomorrow we'll have be recording the second half. Nets heating up on the over-unders. We're, we're hitting the teams above 42 wins and up. Beautiful. Um, exciting time, actually. What a time to be alive. Yeah, and we'll be back tomorrow recording this. And then back on Sunday or Monday recording NFL. And, and we'll probably have a break until like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> And a Seattle podcast, don't forget, guys. Yep. And we'll be doing our, uh, I'll be recording sports, our funny pod NBA preview on maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. Probably not tomorrow. We're doing our podcast tomorrow. Yeah, and probably not tomorrow. tomorrow. I'll probably do it Monday. Um, I was just being realistic. You can do it whenever you'd like. <laughs> I was just being realistic. Um, all right, we appreciate you guys. Um, if you made it this far, send us some comments. Send us some, you know. Some of your thoughts. Who do you have going over under? Where did we get it right or wrong in your opinion? Where did we get MVP 
you know all those things let us know what you guys think where you think we're right and wrong who you guys think are actually going to be the winners um this was brought to you by sant sports this is sontsports.com that's who it's brought to you by and this is george yep this is sports on tap and this is sports radio redefined